Jane. Well. I slipped the lid on you there, didn't I? Fancy seeing you here. Ah ha ha. Hello. Not only have we been shiting on, we recorded an episode of Shy Talk, our patron-only series, which yeah. you can access at www.patreon.com forward slash the state of us for six quid a month where we talk shite. But we just did an episode of that, but also just before that row was over in my house. Um, no. I keep saying that wrong. She wasn't over in my house. We were sitting outside my house at a two to three meter distance from each other. Um, so we've been shiting on. Jane had her very first Aperol Spritz. Very first Aperol Spritz. Would you believe? Because Andrea is an Italian. She had the goo in her. Yeah. For a bit of Aperol. But it's never something that we've done before. But anyway, glad I did it. It was actually quite nice. You know, try something new during quarantine, Jane. Why not? Um, actually, it's gas. Um, it's funny you should say. I believe it's liquid. What? What? I made a science joke. Sorry, go on. What did you even say? You said it's gas, and I said no. I believe it's liquid. Oh God, such a dad joke. <laughs> whenever one of like the, my favorite dad jokes that my dad always does, like whenever I say, "Oh, like something about Frankie," I'm trying to give an example. Or he got filthy in the park, and he goes, "Oh really?" And how's Frankie? As in, he thinks I'm alluding to Dave. <laughs> like I have to trim his bum hair now. Oh really? <laughs> what about Frankie? Such a dad joke. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Um, it's funny the way you started that. You were like, we were just shining on previous to this. It's exactly what, you know, Fanula J's Instagram that she was slagging, well, herself and podcasters. Oh, yeah. And the things they say. Fanula J, good gal. We probably ticked every one of those cliche boxes, actually, that she referenced. If no one knows what we're talking about, Fanula J did a just like a little thing for IGTV about like shit podcasters say, and it was very accurate, and now I'm very aware of it. I think every one of them, I was like, yep, yep, do that. But how can you not? How can you not? Um, so we're still on lockdown, obviously, and we will still be on lockdown when you're listening to this, but uh, times are changing, though. There's a change in the air. There is like, change in the air. Do you also notice that like um, behaviors have changed a lot? Like I feel that like Zoom has changed a lot. Do you remember like it was all about quizzes? Like who's doing quizzes anymore? Are you doing quizzes? Uh, no, I've only done two quizzes. But I feel like everyone was it's doing quizzes. In my whole career. I did a handful now, but do you feel, not feel like everyone was mad about quizzes for the first two weeks? It was the novelty and it was something to do. And it was something, now to be fair, it's something that like zoom calls can get quite monotonous and like oh and how are you you know so it was like yeah. something a bit of entertainment yeah uh which is lovely but what's nice is that it's not like we ever really did quizzes or played board games before like it's not like if like the days when we'd go to your house on a saturday night and have a few drinks and some cheese it's not like we're like oh will we do a board game but now i totally would would you though you mean in real life if we see each other again <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you will, Jane. No, we won't, but it, it opened my mind. Like, it's funny because it's not like it's something we ever did before. Yeah, it's interesting. And yes, now we're doing it on Zoom. But if we were to go back then, I wouldn't be opposed. In fact, I would love if everyone put their phones down and stopped taking selfies for 10 minutes and we played a board game and got drunk. I hear you. We're definitely not a big selfie-taking crew, though. No, I mean, the wider... No, like, I, I mean, like, how, like, when you're at pre-drinks or whatever, like, 
most people have phones in their hands at any at all times well do you remember pre-drinks back in the day we used to do you'd play like kings or something or play so never have yeah, a because you wouldn't fucking have a smartphone yeah it's right though pre-drinks now to be fair like we don't see each other that often so i do feel like pre-drinks are a way for people to catch up and stuff as well now but like absolutely it just well actually we don't need pre-drink anymore what are we saying we just go out you <laughs> pre-drink before going where we either go out or stay in yeah but I know I do hear you I think the board games are nice like you know when we do our weekends and Claire or whatever like it'd be lovely to have a board game or uh, yeah just something because I feel like we're always on our phone and like or talking about something on our phone or whatever it'd be nice to just yeah do a fucking speaking of speaking of zoom right do you remember our last episode we talked about dating online and zoom and all that crack yes so I got a new uh I can't remember who even told me, but it was um, a new Zoom date idea that someone said she was doing, which I'm like, not, this is not for everybody and I'm not condoning this, whatever you want to do, obviously, but it's a bit intense. So they start the Zoom date, right, in their underwear. So just knickers and bra and he's in his jocks or whatever, underpants. What do they call guys' underwear? Underpants. Jocks. <laughs> what does underpants sound so weird to me? Um, anyway and they played Never Ever Have I Ever or some game obviously if there was a right and a wrong answer and if you got it wrong you had to flash your nip or your gee or your d what I know that's a first date no 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 not first date okay. I don't know what number date but not first date I don't think maybe like with with your other half oh you're not gonna go flashing your to your other half like that's not really that exciting is it yeah no fair enough maybe it is I think it would be more funny, though. It would be funny. Yeah. be like, woohoo! But yeah, I thought that was gas. I was like, Jesus. I mean, people are getting really... I think someone else said that was a, it was a real big thing that like everyone was having like phone sex and video sex the first few weeks of lockdown, and now it's just fizzling out because you're like, there's no... It's not even close to when they're going to get to see each other, so it's just actually not even... It's just kind it's of... It's not even like, ooh, I can't wait till it's real yeah. life type thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, but actually, this is funny. We should mention uh, pre-drinks and back in the day because we are going to do a bit of a nostalgia vibe today, aren't we, Jane? No. So I've been bet into normal people. Jane hasn't read nor watched it, so but she's yes. What am I doing here? No. I only happened because Andrea's reading it at the moment, and she won't let me watch it. So it's kind of hard to find the time to sneak off and watch it on my laptop alone like yeah totally yeah you know it's funny yeah having a separate show to your other half um, yeah exactly yeah 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 sometimes we do it and it's actually nice yeah it is well andrea watches fucking every show under the sun while i'm like you're working away <laughs> i'm working away andrea's watching about 10 different series now um, um so yeah I, I, I watched all of normal people over the weekend so it's very much in my head but i guess and i've read the book as well but i guess the main thing that like just stood out to me and what i guess spurred on this episode is just that kind of the age they are and how it's a real pivotal time and it just got us thinking about coming of age in general like the age they are that starts i think they're about 17 so they're in they're making they're in their final year of secondary school and they're going to the devs and it's just all this heightened emotion and, and really they have a lot of trouble communicating with each other. Um, and that then they go to college. So it just got us thinking about this time in our lives, I guess, um, and how pivotal, how pivotal it is. Well, it's, they're, they're, they're our formative years. 
And you know what? I, I didn't, like, sometimes I think that I'm actually not, like, I feel like I blinked. Like, I feel like I was 22 and then I blinked and now I'm 30. So much so that, like, I forget actually how far I've come and how far we've all come emotionally and mentally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, how much we've grown emotionally. And then when I think back, like, I sat outside today with my notebook and I had a cup of tea and I just really just like, I brought myself back there. Yeah. And like, you, you thought you had everything figured out and you didn't. And you were so naive. And they were really the times that really like made you because you were so, like, I know I was just like so open with my heart and yeah. so open to like new experiences and everything. And not that I am not now, but like we're way more set in our ways. Um, but I just felt like everything was new and we were experiencing yeah. lives of heartbreak for the first time or fights with friends for the first time or, or going out on your own and not being able to pay rent for the first time and all these like big adulty things that we weren't really ready for yet. I'm still not ready for a lot of it now. But it was, yeah, it's funny you said it. it's the newness because I do feel like, look, there's lots of things that come into our lives now, but I do feel like, for example, you could go three months with like nothing really major happening. Thank God, like nothing negative either. But, you know, I feel like I, I, it's taken me a while to get used to the fact that my life now, like a year can go by. And of course the year is great and lots of great things happen, but nothing really changes that much. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but things change in an instant back then literally every week I feel like there was something happening where you had to like decide what college you were going to go to or where you're doing this or like it was all drama non-stop drama but like yeah. um well, that's the thing because and also because we were going out so much more yeah so there'd be alcohol a lot more and and no one was settled down so people were kind of smooching people and like everyone was like jumping from one partner to the next and exes and blah 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 and it was just fucking so, it's, okay, so there's lots going on there, like obviously leaving school, starting college, even in college, new friends, all that stuff. What would you say for you was like a kind of pivotal coming of age moment or time? Um, I think for me it was like, like 19 to like 23, 24. I think were the times I really felt like, oh, I'm getting to be an adult. I moved out when I was 19. Um, and that was the first time I lived with, well, obviously it was the first time I lived with friends, but it was the first time I had to pay rent or anything. Now I was paying fucking fuck all rent. Mm. It was basically like a squatter's gap. Well, that um, you were 19, Jane, were you? Huh? You were 19. 19, yeah. You're very young, like. Yeah, it's weird. And I've, ne- I have, I've never been back, which is mad. I've never moved back home in that time. Oh, yeah. Which is mad to think. Wow. Um, but I remember... Yeah, I remember everything was just very new and suddenly I was on my own and and at the time it kind of felt like, oh, this is just a thing I'm doing for a couple of months. Like this is, you know, this will be fun. And then I then just became life and I grew up and I never moved back home. Um, Imagine if someone had told you then, well, you're never going to live at home again. See, at the time, no one, like my dad didn't really live at home either. So like it was really just like me and my brother. Mm. Um, because my dad he kind of pretty much moved in with his partner because they just had my little brother Keen. Mm. Um, or it was just before he was born. Uh, so I didn't really have that kind of solid home anyway. Um, yeah. 
so it wasn't so much that but it was it was the first time where it was like okay well now this is it and you're you're out and but I remember also like having your own gaff and I'd always have the party so like the drama would just be surrounding our house like like my house that I lived in like that was like the the epicenter of all the parties and all the drama and everything for about four or five years yeah um so it's mad yeah it's just mad around that time like I really started like uh I guess uh being more sexual with girls between the ages of like 19 22 so like I'd kissed girls before, but then that was kind of like this kind of sexual years yeah. um, where I was like, ah, yes, definitely gay. But then also <laughs> just being like fucking loose with my heart and falling in love with every girl who looked at me. Oh, Jane. Yeah, but you learn like, you know, and we've all been there. What about you? What were your years? Like same, like same time frame, but I'd say a pivotal moment for me really was um, from like when... I got my heart broken uh, by my first boyfriend who I was, so what was that? So I just started, so let's say he started college in September and then let's say he probably cheated on me and broke up with me in like, I don't know, October, November. Cause I definitely remember we were broken up at Christmas. So I was like, <laughs> um, literally was it the, the, like literally that year, the year you started? I, I'm almost positive. Yeah, it was. And it's so funny because um, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's, it was a pivotal moment for me for a lot of ways, but just to experience that heartbreak, I think is really, oh, it's just all of a sudden you realize you're kind of cocooned. I was like very lucky to be quite like, I feel like cocooned in many ways like that, you know, that, that, that word is a different yeah, weird word. Geez. Yeah. Sheltered. yeah. I'm not over 70 now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just felt like, yeah, sheltered and like that. My life was kind of always fine. Like there was no big, nothing terrible had happened, thank God. But then this, just this heartbreak just killed me. Like, and I remember it was also at a, a time where, so it just started college, right? So I started college in September and my boyfriend at that time, he started to go to NCAD and I went to DIT. And all of a sudden, all these insecurities just like leapt on me because, you know, when you're in secondary school and this was really uh, apparent in normal people as well, so this is what got me thinking about it. When you're in secondary school, I feel like your world is really small. You have like, and it's very normal, very samey, and it's quite comfortable in most, in a lot of cases. Yeah. And you have your girls group, you have your lads group, and you go to the same parties and... Yeah, and you didn't really choose them either. They were just your group, you know, and that was kind of it, because that was like, you did to a certain extent, obviously, but they were just from your area and you went yeah. to school. So I feel like you're kind of just forced into that life in secondary school and you think this is who I am, I guess. And then you go into college and everyone, you have this moment of like, who am I? So that moment of who am I? And then to be then broken up with at that time was really just pivotal for me and trying to figure out, well, actually, who the heck am I? Who do I want my friends to be? Um, what do I want? Like, it was just a mad, a mad time, but definitely like I really positive. I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted he broke up with me. But um, I think that was a real... A real turning point for me in just like being independent but also just figuring out what the heck I want like well also yeah I mean it's around that age that you have your first real sense of like loss yeah and understanding that loss and that life isn't life is really hard like I just couldn't get over the heartbreak could exist like this you know what I mean yeah, yeah. no one can with their first first love but no one can oh, get heartbreak it's just fucking shit when was the first because that's one thing I ask people on Instagram when was your first well when did you have that realization of oh I'm an adult 
I think it was, it was probably around that time. No, but like, what was it? Like, so some people said uh, when I had to sit in the waiting room in the doctors by myself, having to have made the appointment by myself, like things like little things like that. Like, when did you realize, oh, no, I need to start looking after myself? I don't actually really know. I can't think of, of course, yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of people said like, you know, when, when you realize your parents aren't always right and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. I can't, I can't really pin like to a moment. Can you? Nothing specific. I remember um, like getting a cat, Lola, who's asleep next to me. But I remember thinking, okay, she's like, this isn't like a family animal now. I was 19. I'd moved out. I have a cat. Mad, yeah. <laughs> and having to take her to the vet, like before, like when I was a kid, like my dad would, I'd, I'd have the little cat in the carrier. My dad would drive us down, like, and come into the waiting room with me. Yeah. But having this little animal that was mine, I think that was a big thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think there's loads of little moments that you realize. Like, there's, a, I think there's a difference between realizing you're not a kid anymore and necessarily coming of age. Like, yeah, I think, no, I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly, I do think that that moment, like for me, when I, I, I like when I started college, I definitely felt like very insecure that like my experience wasn't. Um, like I was like, I need to ha- like I put so much pressure on myself that I need to have a great college experience. I need to be mad. I need to be this because I need to find myself and do all this stuff. You know what I mean? And then I was comparing other people who'd gone, who were doing other courses in cooler colleges. I don't because I, I, literally watching normal people brought all this back to me, and I was like, God, I need to have a better experience. I need to be go get my and my college experience took a lot of warming up to actually get a group of friends and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think it does for most people. But yeah, but I just don't think I expect that. And um, what was your what was your kind of college? Sorry, like. No, I I failed the leaving search and uh, I didn't get any, into any courses. Well, I failed maths. Oh yeah, well that's not hard. I think, I think I did. That's my memory of it anyway. <laughs> I don't remember you failing. Um. Oh, I wouldn't have really said it at the time though. Right. I think I was kind of hush hush about it. I do you know what's kind of funny is that like I'd actually love to dig up my leaving search results because. I had in my head that I did and I don't know anyway I like my, my points were quite good like but it's just if, if you fail any of the core subjects you're fucked yeah like I got all A's and stuff I'm justifying now I'm not an idiot <laughs> I swear I'm not an idiot no but like I got an A in French and honours French and like art and music and stuff but it means fuck all <laughs> how stupid is that though like because again I'm, sh- I'm terrible at maths I got a C3 and pass maths for my leaving like and I got grinds <laughs> like, yeah like Ridiculous. Yeah. Actually, like that's the thing. Leaving sort fucking breaks you. Like it's fucking shit. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh. So long story short, I didn't get into any. Like I didn't get into college. College. <sighs> and um. I had to. I wanted. I kind of took a year out ish. I mean, I did a PLC course in photography, which I dropped out of. Because as it turns out, I'm not a book learner. I don't do not like classroom scenarios at all. I learn by teaching myself and doing mm. when I'm interested in things. So yeah, school and classroom academia isn't isn't my strong point. But anyway, I dropped out and then I worked in the curtain shop. Harry Curry. Harry Curry. <laughs> and I go out to the George midweek and then roll into work the next day and then I got fired from that. Was that one and would we have been in college at that point? I like Yeah, you would have been in college. Got fired from that. God, it's a mad time now that I think back. I remember you working in Harry Curry. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. And then I 
was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to college. And I decided I wanted to do journalism. Uh, but in order to get, so I needed, like, I wasn't, I was like financially independent at that stage. Like my dad didn't support me in, in any way um, at that age. And I had to get back to education allowance, but you couldn't get back to education allowance unless you went on the dole for six months. So it was fucking mad. So it was like, because I was like 20 or something, I qualified for back to education allowance. Anyway, I had to be on the dole for six How months. How stupid is that? That you can't go to college with this allowance unless you've been on the dole? Ridiculous. I guess it's to, it's to get people who are already on job seekers back to education. I know, but there should be something to give people who can't afford to go to college, able to go to college. You know, so like, instead... Both things... So instead, instead of working, which I would have much preferred, uh, I had to just be on the dole for six months. And I remember it was like a really low point in my life because uh, I was living out of home and I was getting, when I put it all together, 700 a month, 750, paying rent and bills and stuff. And still living, like at that age, you just fucking get on with it. Like, like, what do you need? A bottle of wine on a Friday night and your bus fare into town? Like, did you ever get when you had so little, like... um when you only had a certain amount of money, you didn't care about money. No, you didn't at all. You just spent. You were you you got through it, you you spent what you had and that was it. And then you got that small amount again and it just repeated. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um and yeah, but I remember it being a really low point because <clears throat> I had nothing to get up for in the morning. And you know for me, that's a big deal. I'm an early riser. Um yeah. I would I would sleep till noon because I'd literally just be like I have nothing to get up for. I have nothing to do. And I remember just being so depressed and so down. But it must have been really hard for you when everyone was kind of not moving on with their lives. That sounds really harsh, but going to college and stuff or starting a new life, maybe. Well, like, I was still... No, I wasn't really jealous or anything of people, friends going to college. Like, I was still going out with all you guys. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a massive thing. I was still going out on fucking midweek and all. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, no, it was very strange. And then I started college and I, long story short, did journalism for two years and then with the aim to go to DIT and do a final two years. Um, but then I ended up getting an internship in a magazine. So I was like, do I go to college or DIT? So I just went with the internship and then here I am. You are. I do think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's a good example of an alternative route because I think a lot of people might have had the same experience as me and a lot of people might have had the same experience as you. And it's just funny. And I, if there's any younger people who are listening to this who might be in the like 18 to 22 year old age bracket and you think, oh my God, career and blah, blah, blah. And I need to make money and blah, blah, blah. Like granted, it's a very different economical situation now than when we were... Then I remember back back then, four hundred euro rent a month was expensive. Um, then we I graduated college in the and that that was like recession as well. Yeah, man, was it? Yeah. But Jane, um, anyway, amazing. what I'm saying is is that there's lots of different routes and uh, you'll find your way. But it's amazing, like I mean, really, how you moved out of home at nineteen, which is really young. I know lots of people um, like move out for college and stuff. But you were, but a lot of the time, like I think of like Dave or whatever, he got to obviously people who grow up not in Dublin or wherever get yeah. to they they go to college and they they live at home at like seventeen eighteen, which is not, and a lot of the times uh, their parents have to pay for it. But you know, you moved out of home and were self sufficient from nineteen, and look at where you are now. Like it's absolutely brilliant. Like it's fair play, if you like. Thanks, because like it does take a lot. Like I 
I lived at home for like I moved out for for increments, but like really I only properly moved out of home properly properly full time forever, like when I was twenty five with Dave really. Yeah, but Ro like fair like it just had to be done. Like I don't see it as like a a thing. I know. But it is, you know what? Looking back though, it is like Jesus Ripley. Yeah, but to be that independent, that young, like I think it's amazing. So I do think. Oh, I was on the scratcher. On the what? I was on the scratcher. What's the scratcher? No. The toll. I was looking on the toll at some point, and Jesus, I looked. I paid back enough taxes uh, to cover a, a million six months. I do think though there are there isn't just one coming of age moment. Like I feel like I'm still having coming of age like moments all the time. Yeah. Like definitely like a pivotal thing and we've, we've talked about it so much in this podcast like and just kind of being comfortable with who you are enough to like not do things you don't want to do and like that was a big turning point for me like probably third year of college I'd say I actually just stopped um there was friends that I'd had hangers honors from school we say that like yeah. we weren't close with and actually just weren't like maybe very nice to me um and decided like you know what I deserve better than this. Um, and that still happens. Like that's still, it's not just, it, ha- it still, it still happens. And um, I do think there's just lots of different times in your life when you realize you're an adult. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When did we stop going out? I was only wondering this myself, actually, because I was thinking back, I was bringing myself back to that age, 20, 21, and we were going out, all the time so we were going to sometimes two or three times a week and that was again I think a really okay how many times I'm gonna say coming of age but it was because all of a sudden we were going out like to these club nights like ones that Dave ran funnily enough yeah. that that's how I met him but um war and see you next Tuesday where you're seeing all these like very alternative people that like we just didn't really yeah like it was mad those nights were mad but they were brilliant but again that was like you kind of saw like a different a different world and I was like this is cool I love Dublin <laughs> but um when do we stop going out do you mean like to nightclubs and stuff yeah well or like I just feel like you know, look, I hate to make this all about drink but it, it was very much this kind of exciting time where it was all new experiences and you're meeting new people all the time and you just had such an appetite for soaking up everything and yeah. And you weren't going out to get pissed. You were going out for like the drama. You were going out for the, the chats. Like I know. Um, I remember someone telling tell me, "Oh, you'll get to an age where like you won't be pre-drinking anymore, and you'll just be going to pubs." And I was like, "Nah." And then all of a sudden, it just happened. And to be honest, I can't tell you when, Jane. I can't tell you when either. The transition just happened. Yeah. Very smoothly. It was obviously when people started having money. But like, I couldn't even tell you when. I guess it was like at like twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, probably. Because, do you know what? And actually, I think for me, it was when I moved out of my house in Dunleary, like three years ago. And that was a gaff that you'd pre-drink in. As in, like, I lived with all my friends. Yeah. So you'd always have drinks and then you'd get the bus into town. Well, like, we still do that, like, in mine. Yeah, we do. But, like... It's different. Do you know when you just, you just get meldy? In, the, in a house and then you'd be queuing up to get into a club oh my god so we used to get we used to pre-drink obviously in bray so we go out to the george when this is all over yeah. just queue up to get to the george Jane, i've never had a night out in the george i still can't believe that like 
I can't know the good eyes, so yeah, absolutely. But do you remember when we'd get on the one four five in Bray and we'd be pre-drinking before it and everyone would burst into go to the toilet? Yeah. Get off the bus on like fucking where would we Dawson Street? No, we <laughs> get off at Nassau Street. Yeah, and we just find anywhere, open your Kilkenny design, just doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then we'd never get in anywhere. We'd walk around all night and, oh God. But like everyone would just come out. There'd be such a massive group. There'd be like 40 of your mates. How? Like I, you can't even get four mates to do something now. I know, yeah. But it was it was a great time. It, it's, it's honestly, we didn't appreciate it when we had it because it was mad. It was so stressful and like highs and lows. But like such an important time. And you're fucking like, mad for like you just your hormones are everywhere like hormones everywhere and you just you kind of have growing pains like all those emotional things that I think about like it was it was emotional growth it was like we're experiencing like heartache and and fucking intense friendships and all for the very first time and it was just overload an argument it's so funny like you know the way like I feel like okay so this bringing it back to normal people just for a second but um, a, a kind of a really important part of that is just their, their inability to communicate clearly with each other. And when you're watching it, you're like, oh my God, for fuck's sake, why can't they just tell them that they love each other and they want to be together? But then if you bring, and then I was only talking to my brother about this, he's like, yeah, but remember when you were 17 and how poor your communication skills probably were. Yeah. And like, you're like, God, yeah, I know I can't do that. And think about all like, Jane, think about all the stupid arguments you might have with friends that are like, really just nonsense but like you just don't know how to communicate properly yeah you just don't like you're really learning all these things for the first time like you're learning how to navigate adult life and still are really like as well yeah, we still are but i feel like at the time it's it's particularly heightened like it still takes me a lot of like i'm like i think we're just more measured now so like if, even if you want to like have an argument with somebody or there's something annoys you you just think hold on a second whereas when you're 17 18 you just well i'm talking about my own experience obviously you're just so impulsive. You just fly off the handle like... We're, we're very uh, self-centered. And I, I don't mean that in a negative sense at all, but we are very self-centered. Like, we are the center of the universe and we're starting to realize that we're not the center of the universe anymore. And that's difficult to, to get our heads around. Also, can't stop singing Taylor Swift's 22 in my head over and over and over again. Because I remember singing that when I was 22. I'm feeling 22. It was like one of those nights, you look like bad news. Do you know how you... Imagine turning 22. Oh, stop. There's a part of me that would love to. Would love to. And actually, yeah, I was thinking about this episode. I was going back, like, to my photos. There's so many of us in your gaff, in that sesh gaff, you call it. Just meldy. Meldy. <laughs> meldy. The amount of drink I used to be able to put back is insane. I used to have a shoulder of vodka. So you know what? You just drink for the sake of drinking. Yeah. Well, why, do you, why does anyone drink? now even no no because well i like as in like i'd have like a beer or two in the garden because i like the taste but like you would judge your alcohol and like okay well what is the cheapest (laughs) what will get you the most drunk and what would be like easy to drink yeah absolutely i use mine was vodka the cheapest vodka mixed with seven up free or orange juice gross seven up and like drinking that quantity of orange juice would give me diarrhea (laughs) Oh God, yeah, of course. It's a lot of fucking vitamin C. It's good. Will we read out some um, of the replies we had to the question? Yeah. About... yeah. Okay, so the question was, um, when did you realise, I guess, you weren't uh, a child anymore? What was the moment? Um, 
someone said, I know you're 32 and still haven't realized it. But you, you, you do regress that there is, there is certain times in your life where you actually just want your parents or you just want to be minded. And when that's still... Oh, um, when my mom suggested I pay for my own health insurance, I remember that because I was, I was on my parents' health insurance until I was 18 and they're like, well, you can pay your own now. And I was like, no, I still haven't got it. <laughs> I still can't fucking afford health insurance. No, it's, it's ludicrous. Um, yeah, someone said once I moved out and stopped asking my parents for money. Do you know what? I was only thinking about the money thing. Like, when did, like, what would, what did they used to give me before I had jobs? Like, I, I started working when I was 15, so I didn't need money off them for, like, things then. Well, I remember, like, asking my dad, like, for a tenner, like, to go to the cinema or something. Yeah. But, like, this is more, like, 14 or 15, 16, yeah. maybe. Um, or, like, yeah, like, I remember, like, asking him for a tenner and, like, I'd split, I'd, like, buy four cans of fucking cider yeah. and split a ten-pack of smokes with someone and drink in the field, like... But do you ever find, I always feel like a real adult moment when I'm like, if I'm going to my parents' gaff and I like bring over wine or like, are you able to buy them something? I'm like, mm, look at me, an adult now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I love that. Like I, um, my dad, his, my dad has my old laptop at the moment and it's not very good for Zoom. It's like fucking, I had it when I was in college and um, I wrapped up my iPad and I posted it out to him. And loaded up at Zoom and just put Zoom in the middle, so you yeah. know he knows how to use it. But it cost me thirteen euro. And he was like, "I'll give you the money back for that now." Like he's very like, "Oh yeah, no, I'll pay for that now." And I just had such a moment of like, "I was like, no, Dad's grand. Just get me a beer next time, right?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, adult." I know. I still get that moment. Where I look at me. But also, I don't know if you felt like this because obviously you've older siblings as well. But because I'm the youngest, and you are too, obviously. So it's like well, I always what. Kind of. Of the, of oh, yeah. the OG. You were the youngest, I guess, for most of, the, of you. Of the OG. Of the OG family crew. Yeah. I was already moved out by the time Keen was born. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always felt like, because, yeah, my sister's six years older than me, um, and that, like, I could see her doing adulty things. Like, even very simple, like, buying my par- parents, like, a nice Christmas present when I was, like, obviously way too young, I didn't have any money or whatever. Or even stuff like she'd go on nights out or, like, like rent a house somewhere with friends. And I remember just being like, wow, <laughs> I can't imagine me ever doing that kind of, those kind of things. It's so grown up. And then and there you are, you're just doing them all of a sudden. No, I get that. But I don't know. Well, see, my brother moved, he went traveling for like three or four years when I was like, from like age, like 13 to 17. Yeah. So I didn't really see him do that. And Connor yeah. was only two years older than me. So it wasn't a big deal. Somebody said, this is an interesting one, when, so when did you not feel like a child anymore? When the possibility of being pregnant wasn't scary anymore. God. Oh, God. But I guess that's true. It's like, you know what they would say, it's like, how did I get to the point where I've been trying to prevent getting pregnant my whole life? And then all of a sudden, if you're not, it's just like this mad transition. That's 51 like, kids, though. I feel like that's very specific. Yeah, absolutely, of course. <clears throat> when you have to bring your keys on holidays. Yeah. Oh my god! I still hate doing that. I still panic. Like when I'm on, you have the keys now, the keys safe, keys safe. Panic. panic! You have to put them in a separate part of your suitcase. And yeah. Well, I have, I have your spare key, Jane. So that's absolutely. Oh fun. yeah, you do. Um, a lot of people said moving abroad, and to be fair, my first time probably living abroad was in my J one in New York, and we lived in the back arse of Queens, and 
um, couldn't get jobs, was running out of money, had to ring my mom, bawling, crying, because I actually, this is bringing it back to what I said earlier about me being terrible at maths. I managed, we worked in a bar. I was only just, just turned 21. And uh, I somehow, the woman, the bar, who ran the bar, at the end they do a float and whatever. And she said, so you didn't make any money and you owe me $15. Because <laughs> my float was wrong or something was wrong. I don't know, Jane. She could have been swindling. Float was him. Yeah, and so not only did I not make any money, and keep in mind, you don't get paid a shift pay, it was just tips, I had to give her money. So I, I, I remember leaving this bar. What did you say? Like, the, whole, the whole situation was so dodgy and weird. But I remember leaving this bar in, like, New York, 21 years of age, never lived at a home really before this. No, I hadn't at all lived at home. And I bawled my eyes out to my mom on the phone because I just was, had no money, we couldn't get a job as easy as we thought, and I just felt so terrified. It was just a real moment of like, I'm alone in New York City, I don't want it. Um, it was fine, I got another job, but uh, I had the same experience at Oxford. <laughs> what, was what was that? Was a it... friend. What was it? He came to get you? No, he wouldn't. He said, no, you bought your ticket. You can see it out. You know that feeling of just wanting to be saved from the situation? Yeah, and then I my dad to come and pick me up from Kildare. To be fair, that's probably the most coming of age moment ever. It's that moment where you 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 want you ask them to help you and to save you in that situation, and they, you have to figure it out yourself. Like, no, I'm busy. Yeah. Um, someone said when I couldn't rely on the odd twenty from my granddad to see me through the week. Ah, I like that. It's awesome. Yeah, twenty won't get you very far anymore, lads. No. <sighs> um. God, I feel a little wistful now. I really... Do you know what? To wrap it up, what are your favourite coming-of-age movies? Oh, my God. Well, 10 Things I Hate About You was a... It's not a coming-of-age movie. Oh, do you mean... Oh, sorry. Are you talking about my favourite movie from that time or, like, a movie that's about coming-of-age? A movie that's about coming-of-age. In uh, fact, I will... I'll go as far as saying that coming-of-age movies with a strong female lead are my favourite movie genre. Okay, name a few. <clears throat> My girl. Oh, brilliant. Coming of age, like, she's not a girl, not yet a woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, Crossroads could actually be up there now that I think of it, now that I quote Britney, of a coming of age movie. Yeah, because she kind of breaks free of her dad and she meets her mum and puts that behind her. Oh, I um, can watch Crossroads again. Well, I might watch tonight, actually. Um, now and Then. Have you ever seen Now and Then? No. Oh, bro, you'd love it. Really? It, uh, oh, it's like Christina Ricci. Um, Thor Birch, your fave. <clears throat> One of the other ones. They're all kids in the seventies, but then it like flashes to like them in the future, and it's like to me more Rosie O'Donnell, who's the older Christina Ricci. Anyway, fab four friends reminiscing about that one summer where everything changed. Stand by oh, me. One summer one. everything changed. One summer where everything changed. Um, Stand by me is a great one, obviously. Exactly. Classic. Exactly, yeah. Another one, another classic. Oh, God. Stand By Me is really sad because you know, at the end, then he, he's all grown up and he's writing the story about it. It's like, oh. Exactly. It was the summer that changed everything. Oh, God. Love it, love it. I'm all wistful now. I'm going to go watch now and then. Even at a very basic level, just summer holidays, like mad. You said nowhere to be. You'd be sitting in fucking basketball courts. Nowhere to be. Doing nothing. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed us going back memory lane. I'm sure if any of you are watching or reading the book, normal people or whatever, it's like, this is such an advert, but um, you will probably have felt the vibes of just kind of 
Wistful, as Jane says. Wistful. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm looking forward to watching it slash reading it. Yeah, actually, I really liked um, recording this and thinking about this episode because it really brought me out of the fact that we're in lockdown at the moment. It was nice. Well, thanks for bringing us fucking right back into it. <laughs> back to reality. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, please tell your friends if you like our po- No, what do we ask them to do? Take a screen grab of our podcast in your Spotify and put it as your story and tag us. Um, we're an independent podcast, so every uh, every reference. Every <laughs> and don't be afraid to like let us know what you think of um, the episodes and like get in the convo because that's literally like we always ask you guys for so much like input into into episodes and stuff. So we love hearing uh, what you've thought of the episode. Any any thoughts on it would be great. Also, just having a chat. Like, play some people messages message us and say, "Oh, remember you were saying that?" Well, actually. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks for listening guys. We'll talk to you soon. Stay soon. music. Bye. Bye.